0: Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Thinking LSAT podcast in Los Angeles. I'm Nathan Fox and with me in, in Vienna, Ben? Yep. In Vienna, Virginia, Ben Olson. Um, what's up, dude? I miss you. I know, likewise. It's been so long. <laughs> um, our, our trip to New York was so successful and we had such a good time that we're here uh, with a bonus episode of the podcast.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, a bonus episode and plans to go back. Fuck yeah. What are the dates on that? August 25th and 26th.
0: August 25th and 26th. We will be back in New York City. We're going to do a different test this time, so if people took the class before, they can take it again and hear us work on different uh, questions, different games and whatnot. Yep. Um, If you did not get to take the class last time, we had, oh my God, we had a blast Great, best class I've ever taught. Most fun I've ever had in the classroom. Yeah, I mean,
2: everybody came super enthusiastic about learning. Uh, They knew so much of what we've talked about on the show, so that just allowed us to jump into the examples and really dig into stuff. It was yeah, it was fun to teach.
0: I really enjoyed watching you teach. I enjoyed you know just the back and forth of it all, arguing with each other.
1: Yeah, fucking (laughs) awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never never had a class like that. That was super fun. Yeah, fantastic. Um, we... Okay, on today's show, we have some exciting stuff. We have Pearl and the Turd Rankings 2018. Yep, cool. We did the 2017. and But like four different people emailed us with uh, their version of Pearl and the Turd. So we're going to go over one of the uh, spreadsheets of Pearl mm-hmm. and the Turd. In theory, they should all be the same,
2: right? If they're doing the same math.
0: Yeah, yeah and if we were organized we would like compare them and make sure that they were correct <laughs> but instead we're just going to randomly read one of them
2: <laughs> we hope you we hope you're right
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everybody for sending in the pearl and the third we'll talk about those we've got amazingly an update uh f- from doogie hauser jd from episode 61 we're going way back now yeah uh so we'll talk about seth uh the the kid lawyer
1: mm-hmm. um
0: he was what 15 when we talked to him okay so we've yeah, got an update from like him that. yeah we have, uh, we're going to read an example of a GPA addendum. Someone was not sure whether they should uh, write an addendum for their GPA. Mm-hmm. We also have a fucking leaf blower, a
1: yeah. gas-powered
0: <laughs> leaf blower. This dude is back, and he's just endlessly <laughs> blowing. Yeah, like, Excuse me. Why are you using a gas-powered leaf blower, which is clearly illegal? And why are you doing that? Also, why are you smoking a cigarette while you're doing it? <laughs> Now how much are you going to be out there blowing leaves? Uh, is it ever going to stop?
2: Can you see how many leaves are left?
0: Uh it's all just grass cuz they were mowing this the stupid lawns out here so oh. they're so he's now just endlessly. He's now out in the middle of the street blowing the leaf clippings around. I I don't understand why. He's wearing <laughs> He's also wearing a bitchin uh Lakers hat. It's a purple Lakers hat, purple and gold, the <laughs> Lakers hat. Pretty sweet awesome yeah it is soaked in sweat this guy i guarantee smells really bad he <laughs> looks like he smells super bad he's like kind of big and he's carrying around a gas gas powered leaf blower and smoking a cigarette this is in the middle this dude, of summer <laughs> yeah this dude does not he cannot possibly smell good okay i'm 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 hoping that he's gonna go away it sounds like he's leaving i think everybody hear that all right yeah okay <clears throat> um Anything else you want to add to the uh, you know teaser pre pre? No, dude,
2: I'm I'm doing good. I got actually I did get some uh, was it Bose Bose headphones. Oh my Ooh. goodness, I love these things. You're wearing them right now. Well, no, I'm not wearing him right now. I couldn't get I couldn't get the Bluetooth to connect to my uh, laptop before we started. But oh. uh, and and then we waited all that time for him to stop <laughs> blowing the leaves. I guess I could have figured it out. But, uh, <laughs> and, then it? Yeah. and then he to, came back. Yeah, peek
0: behind the curtain. We were waiting like 15 minutes for this dude to stop before <laughs> we started recording the show today. And then as soon as we start recording, then he definitely comes back right outside my window. <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, no, these are great, dude. They got sound canceling tech technology and
0: um I mean, I oh, are they the for- big cans like the are they the big over the ear ones oh yeah yeah oh okay mm-hmm. yeah i have I love- yeah okay yeah those are those look sweet i have the um i have the earbud ones
1: mm-hmm. with
0: but it's the cuz the thing about it is the active noise canceling yeah the shits are the, fucking incredible they they have that for the small ones yeah oh wow so <laughs> when you wear those things um you know how they work, Ben? Well, they do they counteract the sound with the uh, equal sound, right? Uh, like
2: uh, a, an or an opposite
0: sound. It's, like. That's fucking science, dude. Oh, no big deal. We what they do is they hear the incoming sound. Yep. And then they instantaneously play the same sound except for out of phase. Yeah,
1: like yeah, exactly. They play exactly. the same
0: sound waves except for like w- barely fractionally off. Yeah. The shits cancel each other out <laughs> so that you don't hear it. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the, it's so cool. Dude, I'm telling you the earbud ones. So they're, you know, they're not like uh, AirPods or whatever. They're like, there's a thing that goes around your neck. Cause it's got a battery and it's got all this like, oh, shit. Okay. but, but mm-hmm. they, but it's just like two wires and they go and they just plug into your ears like little ear kind of things. Yeah. My buddy has a big ass loud, Harley Davidson. Like this thing is fucking loud as shit. Okay. It's okay. ridiculously mm-hmm. loud. Yep. And if I have, I, I ride it sometimes. And if I have those noise canceling headphones on, I am on the motorcycle and I literally do not hear the loudest fucking motorcycle in the world.
1: Hmm.
0: And those are earbuds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not, it's not like there's you know any, it's not like the sound is not coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the magic of science, and it's actively canceling it out.
1: Wait,
2: hold on. So you're you're riding this motorcycle. Is that safe?
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. No one should ride a motorcycle. It's the stupidest, most dangerous no, thing you no, possibly No, no, I'm not talking
2: about just the act of riding a motorcycle. I'm talking about riding a motorcycle with noise-canceling headphones.
0: Oh, no, that's dumb. That's really not a good thing to do. Like, it also cancels out ambulances and that type of shit. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're in
2: people like driving up next to you and cause that was the thing. when remember when Tesla started, uh, Priuses. About, yeah. I remember that. Well, Priuses too. They were like, Oh, maybe we need to add like a mic or a, I mean a speaker at the front and give people <laughs> like a heads up because people kept walking in front of them and stuff because yeah. you just don't hear them at all. But <clears throat> yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear yeah. that you're riding around with uh, noise canceling headphones. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, when I'm doing that, I'm on a big ass loud fucking motorcycle. And so, People need to. I mean, people know I'm there for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I actually hate riding that bike because it's just like it's so obnoxious. It's like just so fucking loud. It's been a long time since I've been on it. He's got it in his garage in Lake Tahoe, and I haven't ridden it since then. Mm. But uh, I used to ride it like around San Francisco when he was living there, and uh, it's fun. I mean, it's like it's 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 a blast. It's it's yeah. really fun. You're gonna get a motorcycle, Ben? You were talking.
1: Yeah,
2: about that's what it, we were New talking York? about. It. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you were suggesting something that's like halfway between like leaning back and leaning all the way forward. Well, I
0: think for you a standard motorcycle where you sit sort of straight up or like a cruiser motorcycle where you kind of lean back. I I don't think you don't seem to be like a sport bike kind of a guy.
2: Well, so here's the thing though. The only time I'd use it is to go
0: ride on roads fast, right?
2: Like the point (laughs) of it is to have fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, but they're plenty fast and they're plenty fun regardless of your posture. You don't need to be the, the whole sport bike thing is like you're leading with your head and you're just mm-hmm. like an absolute rocket around mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I mean, those, that's fun too. But um, no, motorcycles are already plenty fast and plenty dangerous. If you're looking to mm. risk your life, it's a great way.
1: Okay. Yeah. R- really good way.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Should we get on with it? Yeah, we should. We have 653 members in the thinking That podcast group on Facebook Uh, They're still talking about the New York City class, a bunch of other shit on there. We have 28 patrons on Patreon donating $150 every month. Thank you very much for that. That's paying now uh, 15% of our monthly expenses. Uh, we have 268 ratings on iTunes. Thank you very much. Please go to iTunes and find thinking else at podcast and just hit the five stars for us. Uh, if you have time to jot down a few words about the show, what you like about it, what you hate about it, that's fine too. Um, but just go hit the five stars. It'll help people find us. Um, we really need to connect to your pre-law society. So if you are a member of any kind of a pre-law group and you think that they would like to hear from us, um, you should send us the email address of whoever is running your pre-law society. And we will proceed to mercilessly spam them forever about the show. What You wanted, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. We promise that we will embark on a reign of terror on your pre-law society. If you let us know who they are. Uh, so please let us know so we can, uh, start connecting with them.
2: But to keep it nice, we'll, we'll include hello kitty. Uh, Images in those emails. So hello kitty.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Why not? That's like, great, do that.
2: you know, disarming and benign.
0: Yeah. Um, you can email the show help at thinking help at thinking That comes to me and Ben both. And we would love to hear from you. That's how we build the agenda for the show every time. Um, so you can do the work of organizing the show instead of us. Uh, so let us know what's on your mind and we will get at you. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Infox. Ben is starting to use Twitter at Olson Benjamin. And the show is at thinking LSAT. So please uh, follow us on Twitter and just uh, tweet random shit at us, please. Uh, my website, foxlsat.com, Ben's website, strategyprep.com. We have live classes in DC, LA, San Francisco, and uh, we have online and one-on-one options and all site, type, all types of shit. We're in business. I have books on Amazon. (laughs) We're in fucking business. And uh, please, you know, visit us if you want to learn more about our shit. If you want to learn about our our joint live classes, which I think is what we're really excited about these days, um, you can go to thinkinglsat.com and you can find, uh, you can actually register for our class, which is coming up soon in August.
2: Yeah, so that's $395, and uh, it's discounted if you took it before. We give you a lot of stuff, including a joint project that we're working on, so we're excited about all of that.
0: Yeah, secret joint project that we're working on that uh, we will make an announcement about very shortly, but if you take our live class, you get early access to that. You also get to meet a whole bunch of other thinking LSAT folks. Um, I, you know what I'm excited about, Ben? This, uh, mm. this next one, a former student of mine who is now a junior associate at yeah. a big law firm in New York City is, uh, has kindly volunteered to come and speak to the class. Yeah. So if you'd like to meet my former student, Allie, and you'd like to hear about what it's like to be a big law lawyer in New York City, she will be there to answer your questions. I think she went to Columbia did I? I sent you her LinkedIn. Do you remember? Is it Columbia? You
2: did. I don't remember. I just. Yeah. I, May, I don't, don't actually remember the firm that she's at, but it's a big firm. So yeah. It's oh, good. anyway,
0: she's a big law lawyer, a mm-hmm. junior associate, and she's going to be there to uh, you know talk to the class. We had a fucking blast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We immediately scheduled another one because we just can't wait to go back. Um, I will be out drinking uh, Friday night and Saturday night and probably Sunday. I know I'm going <laughs> to stay there for like a couple <laughs> days, you know, before and after because I love New York City. So if I'm going to fly all the way across the country, I might as well stay there for a couple days yeah. and make the most of it. You know what New York does not have been? Mm. Good weather.
1: Mm.
2: It yeah. sucks. It, well, it's, it's hard when you have so much concrete and. <laughs>
0: Um, that's not the point. <laughs> the point okay. is that the weather in New York City sucks. The Northeast is ha- has really terrible weather. I mean, we were there on some pretty nice days, but it was like we were. pretty mm-hmm. sticky. It was pretty mm-hmm. fucking hot. Mm-hmm. So, like on what was it like on Tuesday or something? I was still in New York because I couldn't bring myself to leave because I like it so much. Um, you know, I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. And it was like 90 degrees and super humid. Right. So I was just like completely sweating through my shirt. My shirt was soaked on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then on Wednesday, my shirt was also soaked. But -hmm. the reason why my shirt was soaked on Wednesday was because of sideways fucking rain Mm. and just a crazy thunderstorm in the, like the next day after it was 90 degrees. So being back in Los Angeles, is dramatically different
2: dude. You just needed a a gas powered leaf blower
0: around. Do you know, do you know what temperature it is in Los Angeles? Uh, I'm going to guess 72. Yes. Yes, it is. Wow. The the temperature in Los Angeles is whatever temperature you would like it to be. That's what temperature it is. Did you just like set it in the morning? Yes, there's a thermostat in Los Angeles. and <laughs> <laughs> It's like permanently set at 72 degrees. I don't care if it's fucking Super Bowl Sunday or the 4th of July. It's just 72 degrees. That's cool. Just, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazingly nice here. So I, as much as I want to be in New York more and fucking move there, um, I just don't think I can. The weather's too shitty. I have to be I here mostly. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah it's,
2: it's moist out here.
0: <laughs> anyway, I am looking forward to being back in the city. It's going to be super fun.
2: Hey, speaking of the pre-law societies, if anyone uh, wants to introduce us to their pre-law society and there's a lot of interest, we are willing to go to other cities to do this class. This class is super fun. And I think that um, some other people had expressed interest around the country. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, just
0: kind of kicking around ideas, central locations where, you know, especially destinations that people would like to go to, places Mm -hmm. that we would like to go to. And places where listeners would maybe like to congregate. So ideas are, you know, like we talked about Chicago, we talked mm-hmm. about uh, Denver, we talked about Seattle. Um, I know we have listeners in Toronto, that would be pretty fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know, it just depends. Like we need a, um, yeah, we need a, we need a significant number of people who are willing to come, but we'd, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have suggestions yeah. about where we should come um, and it just, it just needs to be somewhere good. I don't want to go somewhere shitty. Do you want to go somewhere shitty?
2: No, no, nope. no.
0: No. And we're also not going to go anywhere at times when it's bad weather. Like we're, <laughs> we're going to Chicago, but we're not going to Chicago in fucking January. Yeah. That's yeah. not happening. Um, so, but anyways, get out of, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully come and visit you. That would be just awesome. You want to dig into these emails? Sure. Do we have any other announcements that we need to talk yeah, about? Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> Hey, so I've got, I've got to come clean. A little bit here. Oh, boy. Yeah. What is this bombshell? <laughs> so since last year, uh, when you've like asked me what's going on, um, as you uh, might remember, I've had some pretty lame responses. Uh, I've probably reported DC's weather more than anything <laughs> else.
0: <laughs> but there has been other stuff going on in your life.
2: Yeah. A- as you know, life has been a little more interesting. Um, so last year, my wife and I decided to get divorced. Uh, I didn't say anything on the show because I wasn't exactly sure what to say until the dust settled from all of that. And although I wouldn't wish that experience on anyone, I can tell you that life is good and better than ever now. So I'm kind of giving you an update, you know, uh, about an accident after the accident has occurred and you're talking to the person who went through it and you're like, oh, well, I guess you're okay because I'm talking to you now. But, you know, Other than that, the most common question I get is about the kids, and I would just say that they're also doing very well. Uh, We live super close, so the boys can walk back and forth in a matter of minutes. We also did a good job of kind of downplaying the change and explaining the new reality of co-parenting. I'm only mentioning this now because it's hard to keep filtering what I say on the show, and I think there are too many... Maybe good dating analogies and stories that wouldn't make any sense coming from a supposedly married co-host. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so yeah, same with me, right? Because I was engaged uh, at the beginning of the show uh, four yeah. years ago yep. or whatever it yeah. was. 150 episodes <laughs> later, I am no longer engaged and you are no longer married. And um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Yeah.
2: So if you listen to the show, I can't guarantee what will happen <laughs> in your relationship life, but uh, we can see what direction it tends to head. So, um, in Oh, case. everybody breaks up all the time, yeah. especially <laughs> if you go to law
0: school. We've, do- we've joked about that in the past. It's just 100% yeah. true. Like, yeah. Yeah. Relationships just normally do not survive law school and um, legal practice. So, I mean, relationships don't tend to survive, period, right? <laughs> like, yeah. More people get divorced than stay married. I just recently heard from one of my best friends in the world who is now about to go through a divorce, and it's just like not surprising at all. You know, it's always kind of shocking to when you hear it like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, really? Boy, if anybody was going to stay together, I thought it was going to be you guys, except for the older you get, the more times that happens to you. And then you realize like, yeah, basically it's just, uh, Hey, it's fleeting. Everything is fleeting.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't know what the lesson is. Make the most of it, huh?
2: Yeah. Life is short. Do the best you can. That's what you got.
0: Yeah. Get busy living or get busy dying.
2: There you Something go. Something like that. I don't yeah, know. that, yeah, that's it.
0: Okay. Um, well, thanks Ben for the update. Uh, people, I'm sure listeners uh, really appreciate that because I have heard from people, people have been kind of whispering like, wait, Ben, is he, I've heard a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. So now everybody knows. we're out, <laughs> out <laughs> in the Yep, open. it's that's out. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, you want to read this first, uh, email?
2: Yeah. So this is, uh, this is from Seth. Uh, the Doogie Howser JD from episode 61. <laughs> this Who, kid, yeah. I seriously? remember being
0: super, super skeptical of this kid. Yeah. Back in the days.
2: Well, here's what he says. He says, hi, Ben! Exclamation point. I hope Nathan and you are fantastic. 1L at Alabama went very well. I spent the first half of this summer at the Office of the Attorney General of Alabama and the second half of the Montgun- of the Montgomery County Public Defender's Office I've now seen both sides. I just became a junior editor at the of the Law and Psychology Review. I plan on spending next summer in DC, Atlanta, or Mobile, Alabama, and I intend to become a prosecutor, but have a growing interest in contracts litigation. I've matured a lot over the one over one L and I'm continually inspired by the lack of young and responsible conservative leadership. Reasonable I'm sure you, young and yeah. reasonable
0: conservative what was it? Oh, leadership. Oh young
2: and what did I
0: say? You said uh, responsible.
2: Oh, responsible. Yeah. Well, they should be responsible too. I uh, I'm not surprised you've matured, Seth. I mean, just the mere fact that you've gone from 16 to 17. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> now that you can uh, get your learner's permit, of course you. <laughs> it's very yeah. That's the thing that makes you mature. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. So, anyways, he's just, uh, he just
2: goes on. I appreciate your guidance when navigating the LSAT. I've pointed several students in your direction since then. I'm confident you've continued to greatly improve students' prospects. Thank you, yours, Seth. Dude, Seth, that's awesome. We're proud of you. I'm sure anyone would mature in their first year of law school, and even more so if you're 16 or 17. I hope that's uh, continues
0: to go well. Yeah, and I look forward to speaking with you when you no longer describe yourself as conservative. Um, when I was 16 or 17, I also it came from a conservative background and described myself as conservative. That was before I like went to college and read a bunch of books and learned about science and <laughs> smoked weed and <laughs> <laughs> had fun and <laughs> realized that I didn't want to be, um, you know, uptight anymore. <clears throat> um, but nah, I, I like on. it. I like it. So to be, to be fair
2: to our conservative audience, what about, um, what's that book? It's a famous book. Jeez. I can it. Milton Friedman's book.
0: Uh, okay. He's a conservative. Uh, the invisible the on, hand. No, no. Milton Friedman. Adam Smith, man. Oh, that's Adam Smith. Wait, Milton Friedman <laughs> is. Uh, wait, Milton Bradley? No, Milton Friedman. I
2: think now I'm nervous. Let's see here, Milton Friedman. Yeah, man, Milton Friedman. Yeah, Adam Smith is definitely capitalism and one. freedom. That's a good book. You oh. should read that. You don't want to just you know. Not all books are uh, liberal. Well, I am you a capitalist.
0: Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I, yeah. I understand that the you know capitalist system is basically the the better one. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that we can't have a fucking social safety net and doesn't mean sure, that we can't sure. like have healthcare.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of against a lot of that stuff. I'd just rather the government sit back and chill out. But in any case,
0: <laughs> uh, on that note, don't you think that everybody should have access to healthcare, Ben? Don't you think that it's better to have a healthy have society access to
2: healthcare? No, I think it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's impossible to, have you survive. been to Europe? Yeah, and everybody waits in line forever, right? (laughs) Dude, it's it's so
0: much fucking nicer than it is here. Are you kidding me?
2: Look, 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 look. Healthcare is,
0: like, unsatiable, right? Like, you can't stop providing care for someone. You're you're living in a fantasy land. Have you ever been to Canada? Have you ever been to Toronto? No, I haven't actually. Okay. Nope. Toronto okay. is a nicer version of New York city. It is not as okay. big, but it okay. is cleaner and it is nicer and it is happier in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And a big mm-hmm. reason is because they have fucking healthcare and mental, mental health services and they don't just throw up their hands and go, Oh, well, we can't do anything about that. We can't. Oh, no, oh boy. The, oh, there would be scary lines. Bullshit. You fucking <laughs> Canada. You get sick. You go to the doctor and they fucking fix you. It's like – that's not how it works. There's not a line out the door for doctors in Canada. They- uh, OK.
2: So hold on. I don't necessarily have a problem with providing basic services because – Oh, OK. Well, that's not but, what you said. But, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not <what> I said. <laughs> It was a very thought-out answer. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just very skeptical of a system that's – Almost entirely navigated by the government. It just seems like it would discourage innovation and I would be – I don't know. I think that healthcare should be largely free market.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't get me wrong. I am very skeptical of the government as well. Um, but we, we, we do – there are things that we need in common. Um, I, know, I'd
2: like-, like the government to pay for CVS's services. I think that's what should be provided. CVS? <laughs> Yeah, CVS. You know how CVS provides, like, you can get certain th- things taken care of there. So, like, basic stuff. Make sure everybody's okay on some level.
0: Okay, good. Well, We're on the same page. We sometimes just seem to be vehemently disagreeing, and then it comes down to, like, yeah, we, we totally believe that everything, like, <laughs> you know, things like the flu shot. Mm-hmm everybody should just be able to roll into the CVS and get a flu shot. And that shit should just be free because it benefits everyone. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, sure. it's
0: just better. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. better. So same thing, like mental health services and things like that. Like, you know, I'm in Los Angeles. It's such a great place. And then you go fucking downtown and there's just armies of homeless people fucking everywhere. And they're sick and they have mental illness and they have drug and alcohol dependencies. And, you know, If you're just going to be like this, totally like, Oh, well that's on them free market. Like they should get a job and they should take care of themselves. Like, yeah, okay. Well, how's that working out? How's Mm -hmm. that? How's that fucking going? It's not going well. So Mm -hmm. these people, they're sick. They can't work because they're sick. They can't work because they have mental illness. They can't work because they have drug and alcohol dependencies. Hey, we should get together y'all like the people, the people who want who the people who have somewhat of their shit together. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I have my shit together. I have only partially my shit together, Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to definitely pay more so that those people can get some fucking help. And I think, you know, it's just foolish for people to not, You just don't understand what's going on if you don't have that perspective. Like we just, Mm -hmm. we all do better if we just fucking take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's like I don't want the government to do it, but who else is going to fucking do it? Mm -hmm. It's it's not like, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, what you're talking about, I don't have any problem with. Well, I guess I'm just concerned about like just this general overhaul and let's subsume this system and take it over. Like, for example, Social Security. I, 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 I absolutely disdain that. Like, I I think that some people need that, but a lot of people are getting social security checks, which is basically like forced savings who wisely saved more on their own and should have. Um, and yet we had the government come in and say, Hey, here's the deal you need to save. And we're going to, you know, force you to do that. And then we're going to cut you a check later. It's just so this
0: stupid i think yeah well right social security the way social security is designed is totally stupid but i mean we should have universal basic income man like we're so rich we're so rich we're outrageously rich and everybody should wait, have wait
2: wait wait hold on we're like seriously in debt though
0: we got to fix that problem first okay I- all right <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> that, is, that is a fucking lie. We are not in debt. What are you we talking have, about? It's, we're dude, carrying it's, a lot of debt. Yeah, I know. And it's like, what is it as a percentage of GDP? I don't it's know. It's nothing. Tell it's me. Nothing. Tell it's, what is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's huge. Are you kidding me? No, as a percentage of GDP, it's nothing. I don't it's, know what it is, but it's definitely big. It's nothing. It's every corporation it's in the world has the same amount of debt that the U.S. government has. It's, not, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's basically what it is, is it's your fucking credit card statement. Wait, And hold we're, up. What's the percentage? we're constantly paying it off. I don't know, but it's nothing. I, I Recently, I went through this whole thing. <laughs> I don't
2: know what it is either. People but are something. fucking
0: crying about the debt all the time. Like, oh my God, it's, the sky is falling. It's like, yeah, no. Uh, the United States is the biggest percentage. business that has ever existed on the face of the planet. We are ex- in, insanely wealthy. Right, and right. the fact that we carry a lot of debt is because we're rich as fuck and we continue to make money hand over fist every day. And we can afford to have a mortgage. So... <laughs> That it's, you're, it's like saying, oh my god, you know, holy shit, Elon Musk, he owes so much money. And it's like, well, yeah, he has mortgages on fucking buildings across the, around the planet. So yeah, if you only look at his debt, it looks like he owes a shit ton of money. But he also is making a shit ton of money way more than that. So he can easily afford it. We can afford it. No one would loan us money. Hold up,
1: hold
2: up, hold up, hold up, dude. Let me read you some numbers here. You okay, you this was, is going to
0: okay, be I'm so frank, so
2: scary. Okay, at the end of the second quarter of 2017, according to Wikipedia, the United States public debt to GDP ratio was 103.8%.
0: Yeah, that's nothing, Ben. If you make $500,000 a year, is it scary if you have a $500,000 mortgage? Okay, hold on. So
2: China's debt is 22%. Who gives a fuck? India is only 66%.
0: Okay. Mm. That gives them... (laughs) Ben, Ben. If I make $500,000 a year, yeah. mm-hmm. would you be worried if I had a $500,000 mortgage?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't. That's true. No,
0: You wouldn't even in the slightest. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's not even, it's nothing. <laughs> the reason why we have so much debt is because we're fucking making shit happen. We're rich. People want to loan us money. By the way, we pay nothing on that debt. Our, <laughs> the U.S. government bonds are like, what are they, like 1%? Everyone in the world is willing to loan the U S money at no interest basically. Mm,
1: mm -hmm. And so,
0: Oh, shocker. We, we borrow a bunch of money and do a bunch of shit. That's the, it's not, uh, come on. Worrying about the debt is not the thing to worry about.
2: Well, if your analogy is a good one, then I wouldn't be worried, but I don't know if your analogy is a good one. Oh,
0: I don't know either. I totally, I'm just making shit up. (laughs) I do. I make the argument forcefully, don't I? Like (laughs) I I, I yell about it and it just makes me really sound like I know what I'm talking about. Get (laughs) louder. Oh my God. Okay. Thanks for the update. Seth Harding, uh, at one L at Alabama, our youngest, uh, one L by far.
2: Yeah. I love how that delved into, uh, extended (laughs) Obamacare, (laughs) social security and
0: jet debt ratio. Okay. Hey, we have a news item on the agenda Mm -hmm. here, which is that, uh, there are two more schools now. Um, Oh yeah. Cornell and NYU are now accepting the GRE for law school admissions. That is now seven of New York's 15 law schools. How big is New York? 15 fucking law schools in New York city. Um, or in, I guess maybe that's New York state anyways, 15 (laughs) New York law schools. And, uh, of those 15, seven of them are now accepting the GRE and Cornell has become the second law school to allow the GMAT as well. So they're just basically, Desperate for applicants, and they are now allowing you to take the GMAT or the GRE. Wow. Uh, so that you can uh, apply to their school so that they can take your money. I don't know that we need to say anything more about that.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. What do you think about these? Want to look at these Pearl and the Turd rankings? Yeah, I do. Let's do it. It's mm-hmm. yeah. good. Okay. All right. So, Above the Law recently published their rankings. Um, of law schools above the law. They use a different methodology from us news. Us news is pretty lame. It is pretty lame when you think about what above the law is doing. Yeah. So what's the difference you want to describe? Well, if I were to summarize
2: it in a word, I would say us news and world report bases their law school rankings on essentially reputation. Like, I'm not saying that's the only factor, but if you sum up everything that they're looking at, it's like, they're basically looking at the school and saying, which one has the best perceived
0: value? <laughs> Whereas, um, cause they use like, they use as part of what they do is like actually a survey. Yeah. Is that right? A survey? Who do they survey?
2: They survey, uh, prominent attorneys, judges, uh, the legal community. Yeah. So and that's it's like, one what of do you practice. think?
0: Yeah. What what is your opinion of what the best law school is? Yeah, <laughs> okay. this could
2: be a great LSAT question. Yeah, and but but not only that, I mean, they also as as everyone knows, they base their rankings on the on LSAT scores and uh, GPA. But in my mind, those are still uh, indicators of perceived value, not actual value. Whereas uh, above the law, from what I remember, looks at uh, how many people get a job when they graduate? Uh, what kind of job do they get? Uh, how many people pass the bar? In other words, they're looking at results. So in my mind, U.S. News is perceived value and above the law is actual value.
0: Yeah, well, U.S. News, I mean, they do have like objective criteria, but the some of the objective criteria that they use are also stupid. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> don't they use like size of the law library? Or at least they used to.
2: Yeah, or a number of chairs or something like that. Number of faculty. That's all that's perceived value. You don't care how many people are at your school. You could say, oh, it's so wonderful that I have a a 10 to 1 teacher ratio or a student to teacher ratio as opposed to a 20 to 1 uh, student to teacher ratio. But none of that matters if the school figures out how to help you pass the bar and get a job that's in the legal field and pays well. Who cares how many teachers you had or how few teachers you had? Yet that's the kind of thing that U.S. News and World Report is all obsessed about, is perceived yeah. value.
0: And and mostly when people talk about law school rankings, they still kind of foolishly just default to the U.S. News rankings, right? Yep. The T-14, mm-hmm. as it's called, mm-hmm. um, is always the U.S. News T-14. Um, uh, by the way, the T-14 for U.S. News and the T-14 for Above the Law is the same 14 schools. Hmm. they're in different order, Mm -hmm. but they're the same schools. Got it. Okay. Um, but us news. So there is like, obviously some actual value in the U S news ranking. The thing is value is not like necessarily false. It's just right. Well, it can be right. Exactly. It can be perceived to be high value because it actually is in fact high value. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's true of Harvard, Stanford, Yale, you know, like the very best, best schools, I think.
2: Although notice what we're doing there. We're just like, we're
0: judging the value it's perceived value based on our perceived value. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Circular reasoning for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the above the law rankings use actually just use employment stuff.
2: That's what I understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. basically what they're really focused on is do you end up with a lawyer job?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like yep. not, not a fake, like just any job, <laughs> not a JD advantage job,
2: Oh my goodness. Is that they Which they is it? a lot there. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, like when you ask law schools for their employment statistics, they very frequently want to show you the number of, you know, well, here's the jobs where it's like either a JD required or it gave you an advantage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the stupid thing about that is that you could count any job as JD advantage. Yeah. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you got a job at Starbucks <laughs> and you you had JD on your resume. JD gave you an advantage.
2: You're going to be manager sooner than the other folks there.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's just a fucking lie. So you need to focus on just, is it a J, is it a lawyer job? Are you, do you have, do you, are you using your law license? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So that actually causes a bit of a weird discrepancy at the very top of the above the law rankings. So this year above the law, number one is Chicago Mm -hmm. and two is Virginia and three is Duke. Yeah. And you end up at number four, Harvard, number five, Stanford, six Penn and then seven Yale. So of course Harvard, Stanford, Yale are still up there, but those schools don't do as well in the above the law rankings because there are many people who take jobs that are not technically JD required jobs after going to Harvard, Stanford, Yale. Yeah. And they even mentioned this on the above the law podcast where like people who go to Harvard, Stanford, Yale, I mean, you end up like crazy things. Like you get appointed uh, ambassador to, (laughs) You know, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. <laughs> to some foreign country, and it doesn't technically require a JD, but still. So, like, because the the some of the employment outcomes are just like different, unexpected at at, at yeah. those schools, then those schools tend to not do as well in the rankings. Um, but even the above the law people recognize that hey, yeah, Chicago is ranked number one, but um, actually, probably number one is really Yale. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, so we started talking about. Looking for uh, hidden gems, mm-hmm. right? Long mm-hmm. time ago, we had yeah. the crazy idea like, hey, what if we took the U.S. News and World Report rankings and we or we took the U.S. News ranking minus above the law ranking?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that gives you the, the people who show up high on that list end up being what we call pearls and schools that rank really low on that list end up being called turds. Yeah. <laughs> if your US News ranking is dramatically higher than your above the law ranking, then you're a turd. And yep. if your uh US News ranking is dramatically lower than your uh above the law ranking, then you know, you might be a hidden value. So that's the pearl in the turd.
2: Pearl in the turd. Yeah. So the question <laughs> is, are you going to go to a turd or a pearl?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we should look at some of the ones that do really really well. Yeah. Number one this year, Pearl.
2: Yeah. Number one, Pearl. Let's see here. I'm scrolling down Uh university of Illinois. No, 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 really?
0: no. I think you need to scroll over to the right. Wait, where am
2: I? Oh, shoot. Oh,
0: wow. University of there. Tulsa. Yeah. University of Tulsa comes in at number one on the Pearl in the third rankings this year because U S news somehow has them ranked the 101st best law school in the country. Yeah. But based on employment outcomes, Above the Law has them ranked 37th in the wow. country. Wow.
2: 37? That's, that's crazy. Because that's yeah. like up there with George Mason and. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Cool. Um, I think, I'm not, I mean, we're all just randomly speculating on the show as everybody's used to. But I think Above the Law, I recall, also uses like cost of living. So they actually factor in, they're mm. trying to factor in like value. Okay. And because they factor in value, like what the tuition is and how much it costs to live there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, places like Tulsa tend, what is that noise?
2: Uh, you wouldn't believe it's, uh, leaf blower. <laughs> it's, a, it's a guy riding on a lawnmower. They're doing <laughs> my lawn. So. Wow. Thank
0: you. This is the lawn care edition of apparently the thinking outside podcast. <laughs> um, so places like Tulsa, Oklahoma, it's cheap to go there. It's cheap to live there and they have pretty good employment outcomes. And Mm -hmm. so Tulsa tends to rank, you know, so look at the very top of this list. We have university of Tulsa, Louisiana state university, university of New Mexico, St. Louis university, university Mm -hmm. of New Hampshire. (laughs) It's like, what are five places that I would never like to live? Um, Those are them. Yeah. So you got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. The, um, the biggest Turds. What are the biggest turds? What are the mm. top turds? Yeah. Wait, we have notables.
2: Arizona State, minus 22.
0: Arizona got- State with a minus 22. Uh-oh. Ooh. <laughs> I, like the, I like the note.
2: <laughs> so George Washington University has a minus 20. That's where I went to school. Thank you. And there's a, a note, asterisk. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> so okay. they're ranked...
0: 24th in the country by U S news based on things like reputation and from other lawyers and law judges and podcast hosts, professors and, like that. and shit, people who just think it's a good school and above the law is like, well, actually for the cost. And when you think about living in DC and when you think about the employment outcomes from that school, right, we've actually got them ranked 44th. Wow. Okay. So that well. gives them a minus 20 on the turd rankings.
2: I'm going to cut my donations to that school in half. From zero to yep. zero? <laughs> you can divide zero by two. You just can't divide two by zero. So that's okay. Why the fuck would anyone donate money to their
0: law school? <laughs> that is the know. dumbest thing you could possibly do.
2: <laughs> you already paid them an arm and a leg. It's ridiculous. And then they it's said, like a, thanks for coming. Go prepare for the bar.
0: <laughs> I want to be even more of a sucker than I already was by paying $50,000 a year for law school. So I think I'm just going to cut an unnecessary check. To my law school, just because. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if you have too much money, then you can do whatever you want with it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the Pearl and the Turd, uh, rankings. We will link to that on thinkinglsat.com. Yeah. Cool. Great. You want to talk about this addendum? Do you remember yeah. the back and forth on this?
2: Um. Trying. Hold on. Let me look at this really quick. Oh yeah. So this person had a much higher major GPA. Uh, then their regular GPA and they were, they just wrote into both of us and said, Hey, should I write an addendum? The answer of course is hell yes. Please, please listen to the show and hear us on this one. If your major GPA is higher than your other GPA, especially the higher it is, um, you should write an addendum and just state the facts. And so what I responded, I responded to this person. I said, Hey, look, uh, write it, stick to the facts and, uh, send it back to us and we'll read it on the show. And she did. And it's not great. Um, It's, (laughs) I mean, I don't like when we say stick to the facts, we mean stick to the facts. These are very short. They need to be short sentences. And I think people still feel the need to explain things or, I don't know, warm up or something. But anyways, that that was my thoughts when I read this. So we're going to read it on the show and um, talk about what she could do differently. It's still short, but it could be better. So this is what she writes. During my time at... X university I was required to take multiple classes outside of my majors, international business and finance, that in turn affected my GPA. Although I believe this made me a well-rounded student in the end, I do not believe that my cumulative GPA of 3.47 is as representative of who I am as a student as my major-specific GPA of a 3.81 is. (laughs) Done. All right. Uh, I I mean, I like it that it's short. I like it that it's uh, two sentences. That's good. Um, What don't you like about it? I just don't like the whole, I was required to take multiple classes Uh, out of my majors. It sounds like you're making excuses, you know? Like, oh, it's not my fault. Someone else made me do it. Well, and my reaction
0: is, yeah, you and everybody fucking else. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What, do you think you're the only person that was required to take classes outside of your major? Last Mm -hmm. time I checked, there's this thing called general education. Everybody has to take certain things. So the fact that you were, oh, poor, poor you, you were required to take classes outside of your majors. Yeah, that it's, it's funny because it's like too much explaining.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. you
0: open yourself up for this like really natural criticism. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. Just get rid of it.
2: Just cut it. Totally unnecessary. You don't even, I mean, they know all this too. I would just say.
0: You also don't need to say during my time at blank school. Yeah. They have your fucking transcript in their hand. Mm-hmm. They know mm-hmm. where you went to school. Yeah. You don't need to say any of that.
2: I would honestly this is all I would say. I would just say uh I majored in finance and international business. And by the way, I would reorder those. You wrote international business and finance. The only reason it's mildly confusing is that sometimes people could apply the international to both. But your your two degrees are finance and international oh, business. Oh, okay.
0: I think the major might be called international business and finance. But anyway,
2: that's Outside a- of my majors, I don't
0: know. Oh shit! It does say majors. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So then see, that, like, yeah, exactly
2: like right. there could be a major that's international business and finance. That sounds like a thing. Right. But anyways, to avoid confusion, you can put the adge- the one with the um, adjective later. People do this. I see this all the time. Um. Anyways, so you write. I would just say, hey, I don't even know if you need to say this, but if you want to clarify that you had two majors to make it more stick out in their mind, I would say I. Um. I graduated with two de- two degrees or two majors or two majors, or I, I studied two majors or something like that. Right? I had two majors, intern or finance and international business. Period. My overall GPA was three point four seven, and but my major my major GPA was three point eight one. And just end on that note. Yep. So you don't need to make excuses. You don't need to explain anything. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get the number into their head. And if you end on the three point eight one, that's good.
0: But you, wouldn't you include, although I believe this made me a well-rounded student in the end? <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have included that. Yeah.
2: Although, although these lower grades made me a well-rounded student.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, yeah, you just don't stop with the editorializing. Lawyers like facts. The people that are reading your application are, if they're not lawyers themselves, they are lawyer adjacent and you just uh, go ahead and state the facts. But, but by all means, write this addendum because it's a, you're, you're, you're pointing their attention to a yep. higher number. Like it, They could ignore it. Yeah. I mean, they probably will, but maybe they won't. And they also will appreciate that you made the argument. Lawyers make arguments. Lawyers marshal facts to advocate for yeah. things. And so you marshal facts to advocate for yourself, And you can cut out all the bullshit and you can just say my overall GPA is 3.7, but my uh, double major specific GPA is a Mm -hmm. 3.81, period.
2: Bye. One thing to think about here is this is, when you write this addendum, what you're doing is you're inviting the admission officers to opt out of this information rather than to opt into it, right? So if you don't write this addendum, then they have to go figure this out on their own. They have to say, "Oh well, I wonder what their major GPA is, and then they have to calculate it. And how many people are going to opt into that choice? Not very many. But if you write, do it for them, then they have to decide not to take that into account. It's going to affect their mind some way or another, as long as they read that addendum.
1: So
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, worst, ca- worst case they ignore it. Best case, they like sort of get anchored on 3.81 now. Yeah. So yeah, you make the argument. Great. Cool.
1: Next one. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Gentlemen. Um, misspelled. But anyway, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Maybe he means the word gentle. Men. Well, it's still misspelled. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> gentle is spelled gentle in gentleman. But he spells it wrong. Okay. Anyway. Um, to yeah. The spelling, by the way, so that listeners can laugh, is G E N T E L. M E N and Google docs, uh, has the red underline on that. So, you know, this is a thing that spell check would normally catch, but okay. Gentlemen, um, slow is smooth. Smooth is fast is about aiming and shooting for the most part. Thus, it is an even better analogy for test purposes than you originally thought. If you're in a firefight, who gives a shit if you get the first three shots off and miss one shot on target will at a minimum reset your opponent's aim Giving you plenty of time to get a good shot too if needed. You may also have limited ammo. Those are questions, according to this analogy. Mm-hmm. Don't waste it being a spazoid. I've been getting a few of your podcasts in per day, so again, thanks. Second diagnostic test 155 with a minus zero on games. Getting almost everything right, just running out of time. Oh, okay, so minus zero on questions attempted, which you should be doing on games. I have yet to study games and am determined to study everything until my score is Epic. Okay. I D G a F parentheses. Don't give academics. Fuck. EG. Don't pay for law school. Oh, this is an attempt at, at at an LSAT. I D G a F yeah acronym because we asked about that
2: yeah so we have two so we, what was the real acronym that we came up with just the other day it was uh uh oh S-C-P-R.
0: SCPR. yeah, i do not remember what that was,
2: okay, it was obviously very effective um semicolon
0: privileges have been revoked no. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll remember that um okay no, I won't. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I G A F, and he wants it to be I doesn't count. So the are just <laughs> 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 just don't worry about the I. <laughs> and then he wants it to be don't give academics fuck. Huh. Okay, well, we're gonna work on it. Well, oh, how it. about wait? I got I got one here. I think we can beat um,
2: it. I do GPA
0: addendums for fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay well, let's we'll work on it we need a yeah, we need sorry. a IDGAF um LSAT acronym apparently it's
2: We're kind of that. a bad acronym it sucks it's too IDGAF, long IDGAF yeah yeah it's sorry. only for texting
0: yeah, also it. it means I don't give a fuck which is awesome
2: But which is yeah it's like can, is that improvable
0: yeah um okay anyways that is Deacon uh thank you Deacon very much for your email yeah Um, And yeah, thanks for clarifying the slow is smooth, smooth is fast. I I do like that. I mean, and I I understand the shooting analogy for sure. Like let's, let's do one shot and have it be on target. Yeah. And then take another shot instead of just fucking blasting off.
2: Sure. You waste a minute and a half on a question and then get it wrong. Like you might as well have just sat there and laughed at the person next to you.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, it would be much better because you could randomly guess on that question and you'd still get it right. One out of five times. Yeah. If you if you like spaz out um and miss the question because you don't spend enough time on it, not only have you wasted some time, but you've burned up your one out of five random free point yeah. that you get by randomly guessing. Okay. Um you wanna do this next one?
2: Yep. Hi, Ben and Nathan. You're welcome to read this on the podcast, but leave out my name and school. Just call me Susan. Okay. For some reason that made me think of that movie, um, Monsters versus Aliens, Susan. Oh, you know she's really big. Anyways, I didn't see that movie. Oh, you should see. Was it, it good? Yeah, it was good. At least if you have kids. Oh. Um, do you have kids, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That we don't know. I do them. not
0: have and do not want. No, thank you.
2: Well, um, I'll let you vicariously adopt mine when they visit.
0: Your kids are cool, Ben. I mean, they are the cool. two that I met, they were yeah. super nice.
2: No, they are actually really cool. We Not got sure compliments when we went to Idaho on the plane for their decorum. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, she says first, well, I guess second. Okay. I cannot thank you guys enough for giving all of us LSAT takers good advice in a fun way. It is nice laughing about something that scares the pants off me. I've actually had dreams of showing up to the test without pants on. Okay. (laughs) I have a couple questions, so I'll try to make it brief. One, I took the LSAT for the first time in February and my nerves really got to me. I was self-testing at an average of 164 and I was feeling fairly confident going in. But once I got into the room, it was as if I had never seen the test before in my life. I swear I actually blacked out for the first section, which was thankfully the test section. Okay, the experimental section. But my heart was racing for the entire test. I was especially flustered during the games and ran out of time. Hmm. Even though I ended up doing okay, 163, that's not anything really different than your average. I'm taking the test again in July. What is your advice on keeping nerves under control on test day? (sighs) Take a deep breath anytime you feel like you're stressed out. And keep in mind that you have 35 minutes. So a 30-second break to regain control of the test is worth every second that you spend doing that. And it also sends an underlying message to your brain that you don't need to rush. And you don't need to speed through everything. You're in control.
0: Remember that it's just another practice test because these tests, or at least the disclosed ones, literally are... Practice tests, <laughs> they become a practice test Yeah, forever after mm-hmm. the test. It's like yeah. it gets released and then it becomes a practice test. So the tests are practice tests and you need to treat it as if it's just another practice test.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't shoot for the fucking moon. Uh, people really like they think that they're supposed to go in and try to get their very best score on the day of the test, which is really a problem. Mm -hmm. you need to just basically achieve a score that's like in the middle of your range. That's what you're going for. You're going to play the game that you actually have, not the game you wish you had. You're going to do things that you can actually do. You're going to do what you can. You're going to understand the things that you understand. You're going to get the easy ones, right? Yeah. And it's going to be just another practice test. And you're looking for something right in the middle of your range. If you go in trying for something special, that's a recipe for freaking out.
1: Yeah.
2: Dude, I just realized she's not going to hear this before she takes the test, but she scored in her range, right in her range. So one point below. Yeah. She really needs to be taking more practice tests and bringing her score up to see an actual change in her test results. I mean, I hope that she does better on test day and she certainly might do so even just by calming down. But I think she feels like her problem is her anxiety on test day. But it doesn't seem like that actually affected her.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems like she maybe got a little bit lucky because she's saying that she was blacked out <laughs> during the first section and that <laughs> turned out to be lucky. the experimental <laughs> section. So she got lucky yeah. there, but um, you know, maybe that doesn't happen the second time around. Cause you've been there before mm-hmm. and you realize that it's just another practice test. But yeah, um, I do like the idea of taking a moment, especially take a moment at the beginning of the section. That's something that I've always done mm-hmm. uh, on the, like I did it on the SAT, you know, the practice says, go and cocky me, I'm, I just sit there looking around the room like, mm-hmm. no, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of this test. Yeah. And I'm going to take a moment to make it clear that I am in control here. Mm-hmm. And it's just a moment while everyone else is racing through question number one and probably missing it. Yeah. And you just take that moment and then you start question number one. It's amazing. I like say this in my classes all the time. And then I administer a 35 minute section and I say, go and hundred percent of the people in the room immediately start working on number one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like,
0: is this thing on? Like, are you hearing me? Hello? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I just told you the story. Like the guy who scores awesome on every fucking test he's ever taken in his entire life, just told you that when the practice says go, you don't necessarily need to go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that You could take a moment and get in control of yourself. And then I proctor a section and nobody takes my advice.
2: There you go.
0: I don't know. I talk too much, so nobody listens to me. Which is, I I get that.
2: <laughs> I guess. I I think they don't believe. I mean, I ask people. I've done that same thing before, and then I've asked them after the fact. I'm like, why, why didn't anyone take a half second just to like take control of the test? And they're like, well, we don't have time. And I'm like, wait, didn't we just have this discussion? You have 35 minutes. Take 15 seconds. 15. To look around at everybody and see them putting their head into the paper and they're like, I don't have time to wait. And it's just like, okay, well, we got to keep saying it until you believe it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have, so 15 seconds, you have 140, 15 seconds, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You're going to have 140, 15 seconds. 15 seconds. You're going to have 140, yep. 15 seconds to work on this section. <laughs> okay. You can burn the first one of those 140, 15 second <laughs> increments on it's- getting yourself in control. Yeah. So that you can more efficiently and more accurately answer the questions correctly
2: in the remaining 139 of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, Like, come on, you got it. That's a, that's a no brainer. It is a no brainer. Yeah. I'm going to t- maybe I'll tell my class they're not allowed to start working on it. I'm going to go, I'm going to be like, "Okay, the clock is ticking, but I don't want anybody. You're not allowed to do You're not allowed to work on it for the first yeah. 15 seconds."
2: Yeah, there you go. Okay. She can cont- Susan continues. Two. I'm getting some conflicting reviews on deciding on law school. I've had friends tell me not to go to law school at all if I can't get into a top school, but you both emphasize not paying for law school. Would you advise a student to go to a better school, T14, and pay a little more, or to another school and pay very little? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. These are two separate questions. You're asking yourself whether you should go or not go, and then you have another question, which is should you pay? Um... And the answer to both of those questions is actually no. So (laughs) thanks for writing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, so the first question, should I go to law school? Yeah. My question to you is, um, can you live without being a lawyer? Like, do you have to be a practicing lawyer Mm -hmm. as your career? Mm -hmm. Yes or no. And if your answer is yes, yes, I must be a practicing attorney. Yep. Well then you should go to law school. Yeah. <laughs> if your answer is, I don't know, then no, you absolutely should not go to law school.
2: Don't go until you figure that out.
0: Yeah. Don't go until you are certain that you are only going to be happy in your career. If you are a practicing attorney yeah. using your JD to practice law, otherwise do not go to law school. Okay. That's clear. I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now should I pay?
2: Then the next question is, should you pay? And the presumption is no, but there might be exceptions.
0: Right. Except for I'm still looking for one because I still have (laughs) never seen one, even though I've been yelling about this for two years. the, the, The rebuttable presumption of don't pay for law school has yet to be rebutted. To my satisfaction anyway.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. I think it's a very, I think it's a very individualized situation. It just depends on like who you're talking to what they want to do when they graduate. Like if I'm talking to someone who wants to be a clerk for a a judge and they're looking at getting into Yale and paying a little bit versus going for free somewhere else, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to know more about their situation and whether they even have a credible chance at that, you know, but yeah. Everybody
0: always comes with the false dichotomy here. You know, it's like people think that they're comparing Yale to, um, southwestern law school Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. well
0: no (laughs) if you can get into yale you can also just go ahead and get yourself a full ride to like nyu or something Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: so that's now that's a much closer call you know there's geographical considerations like you you know you have family you have personal obligations you have a job if you're going to go part-time you have a mortgage you have certain you know certain things like you or you just hey i love living in boston and i'm not going anywhere else you know and yeah and so that might limit your your choices mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that okay I, I i grant you you know you might not be willing to move to go to law school okay fine if that's the decision you're making so then so then there are some limitations and you might be comparing a you know much better school paying a lot to a shittier school for free yeah But that said, I I like, I'm still waiting to hear a case where I would actually look at it and go, Oh yeah, you know, you're right. I think I would pay in that circumstance. (laughs) It's like everybody who thinks they've got, I, when I look at it, I'm just like, you know, the odds that you're going to actually be a practicing attorney, (laughs) you're going to be an entirely different person four years from now. Mm -hmm. And once you go to law school, you realize what it actually is. You'll actually see Mm -hmm. something about legal practice. And many people decide they don't want to do that anymore. And so because that risk is so huge, Mm -hmm. um, I would prefer that you just don't pay. Yeah. Like almost ever.
2: I agree. Okay. She writes, thank you so much for, again, for sharing your experience. I hope to hear back from you. Warm regards, warm, warm regards, Susan. P.S. I took everything in my power not to burst out laughing at work when you were talking about all of the reasons not to use, They, when referring to a single person, amazing podcast. (laughs) Yet another individual who listens at work. I'm sorry for (laughs) decreasing the productivity of America and its
0: GDP and therefore increasing the debt ratio. (laughs) Wow. Bringing it all back. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Um, Do we have time to do one more?
2: I'm running a little tight on time here. How about you? Oh,
0: okay. Well,
2: and let's see how long is this i think we I holy smokes i can't believe we have 24 pages of emails
0: i know man even with this bonus episode we're just still we're still sucking <laughs> everybody needs to write shorter emails get to the point fucking point, and you'll have a better chance of getting yourself bumped to the pop, top of the agenda if you yeah. wrote us a long time ago and we haven't gotten to you yet um, i'm sorry yeah we apologize we're <laughs> we're trying our best and we really appreciate everybody emailing in the show i mean it's help at thinking and we really want to hear from you and we do our, we love we love the listeners we love doing the show Oh, we loved, uh, hanging out with you guys last weekend in New York city and we hope to see you again sometime soon. What are those dates again, Ben? Uh,
2: August 25th and 26th,
0: August 25th and 26th. And you should go, uh, to thinkinglsat.com right now and register so that you can join us in New York city, August 25th and 26th for what will surely be a kick-ass class in fact i mean it'll get better next time i think you know we're starting Mm -hmm. to learn yeah yeah. we learned a lot about how to teach together so yeah uh, and we
2: planned it at
0: 9 (laughs) 35 when we met for for coffee right before the class so (laughs) we could figure out what the fuck we were gonna do
2: your your introduction to pratt yeah
0: that was fun now that we have one uh one one rep under our belts i'm sure it'll only get better next time so um yeah we look forward to seeing all y'all in uh new york city august 25 and 26 register now please um okay that was show number 150 thanks all y'all for listening nice knowing you don't pay for lost